What is going on all you console listeners and viewers out there in the multiverse? Welcome back to Geek Talk with Brianford16. If you are new to this podcast, please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you are viewing or if you are listening on a podcast platform. Please also subscribe to podcast channel on that as well. And also please hit the like button and hit that bell icon for any updates. So in this episode, we're going to be doing something a little different. We are going to be delving into my top 10 favorite anime. While I did watch um, some anime um, when I was a kid, I did um, not fully get into it until freshman year of high school. And the anime fever kind of died down um, around between my sophomore year until later junior year when I got back into it and I haven't looked back since. So without further ado, I'm going to share with you my top 10 anime. To start things off, we have Helsing at number 10, based on a manga by Kota Hirano. Helsing is set in London, England and centers around a vampire named Alucard, Dracula Backwards, who fights other vampires and the undead under the employ of Integra Wingate's Helsing, a descendant of his former nemesis Abraham Van Helsing, the vampire hunter. Integra is a head of the Helsing organization, which is which aim is to protect all of England from the supernatural and the occult. As the story progresses, Alucard saves the life of a young woman named Sarah's Victoria by making her into a vampire. As a bond, Alucard and Sarah's also encounter many foes, notably Anderson of the Iscariot organization, a rival to the Helsing organization, and also based on the influence of Judas Iscariot in the Bible. Now, Alucard's other allies are Walter Dornes and French mercenary Pip Bernadotte. With its interesting dynamic between a fearsome vampire known in literary lore and a descendant of his own sworn enemy, Helsing has its share of humor between characters and some deep moments, notably involving Cirrus. Helsing is also a perfect anime for any of you horror enthusiasts out there. Coming in at number 9, we have My Hero Academia, which is a superhero anime created by Kohei Hirokoshi. This anime is set in an alternate earth where the majority of the population possesses superpowers. Now, the protagonist, Ezekiel Midoriya, aspires to be like his hero, All Might. However, Midoriya does not possess any of the superpowers. Even worse, he is constantly bullied by his former friend, Bakugo, and gets called Deku, which means weakling. However, Ezekiel's life changes when he encounters All Might after risking his life to save someone from a fire. Amazed at Midoriya's determination to become a hero, All Might trains the young aspirant and gives him his own superpower called One for All. Now with his superpowers, Ezekiel enrolls at the famous UA High which instructs high school students to become full-fledged superheroes. As Ezekiel acclimates to life in UA High, he befriends other fellow high school students who also have superpowers by the um, like Ochaku Uraraka, Tenga Lita, Shoto Todoroki, and several others and embraces the name Deku and sets out to become one of the greatest heroes of all time. With its storytelling and ensemble of heroes and villains, My Hero Academia almost has a similar vibe to Richard Donner's Superman with Christopher Reeve. Just like you'll believe a man can fly, you'll believe that you too can become a hero. Coming in at number 8 is the sci-fi anime Outlaw Star. If you were to mix Star Wars, Firefly, Blade Runner, you'd probably get this amazing anime created by Tahiko Ito. This anime takes place in a galaxy that is home to various planets, alien species, governments, and criminal organizations. 
The main character is freelancer Gene Starwin, whose life turns upside down when he and his associate and friend, Jim Hawking, are hired to be bodyguards for a woman named Rachel, who turns out to actually be named um, Hilda. And Hilda happens to be an outlaw who is on the run from a criminal organization. From there, we learn that the seemingly confident and suave Gene Starwin has anxiety when it comes to space travel due to witnessing his father's death while traveling with him in space. After Hilda sacrifices herself to save Gene and his friends, Gene acquires a state-of-the-art ship he calls the Outlaw Star in honor of his friend. Along the way, Gene becomes more confident as the leader of his crew, which consists of his friend Jim, a 10-year-old street-smart kid, Melfina, a biological android who is also Starwin's love interest, Asia, a cat humanoid from the Katakratawa Empire, and Suzuka, an assassin originally sent to go after an old friend of Jean's. Their goal is to travel the galactic line and find some treasure that would make them wealthy. The thing I enjoyed about Outlaw Star was that it taught me that there is something worth more than treasure hidden in the galactic line. And the message in this anime is that the love and camaraderie between these characters is the real treasure. Punching in at number 7 is Kenichi, The Mightiest Disciple, a martial arts anime created by Sunyon Matsuena. This anime centers around a titular character named Kenichi Shirahoma, a teenager who gets constantly picked on and lacks the courage to stand up for himself. One day, he befriends a fellow high school student by the name of Mui, who becomes his love interest, and happens to live in a dojo with a flamboyant ensemble of martial artists. With Miyu's, uh, actually her name is Miyu, by the way. So with Miyu's encouragement, Kenichi trains in the martial arts dojo and under these martial artists and is able to finally stand up, stand up for himself against the, the bullies and over time improves on his confidence. One of the interesting things I noticed about Kenichi is just that he is non-violent and only fights when he has to and when it's right. This anime really hit close to home for me in a good way because when I was younger, I too struggled with um, self-confidence due to being picked on at school um, by my peers. And Kenichi is a reminder that you should always stand up for yourself and not let anyone or other people tear you down. At number 6 comes Cowboy Bebop, created by the legendary Shinjiro Watanabe. One of the enjoyable things about this anime is how it fuses music with its storytelling, jazz and science fiction which gives it a neo-noir vibe. Enter Spike Spiegel, a bounty hunter or a cowboy who eats bell peppers and beef when the dough is not low. In Cowboy Bebop, we know very little of Spike's past, but as the episodes progress in the series, it slowly but gradually starts to unfold and we see a man who is more human than he lets on as a gun-slinging bounty hunter. With a motley crew of characters, Jet Black, a former law enforcement officer, Faye Valentine, a woman out of time due to being in suspended animation and also struggling with debt, Ayn, a dog, and Radical Edward, a kid who is a computer hacking prodigy. Cowboy Bebop also explores the trauma and tribulations of each of its characters while they go off bounty hunting and trying to get through the day on their spaceship Bebop. Now if you love Pulp Fiction and sci-fi, give Cowboy Bebop a watch. Coming in at number 5, Some Days, Some Nights, Some Live, Some Die in the Way of the Samurai. I'm just joking, man. Coming in at number 5 is Samurai Champloo, 
also created by Shinjiro Watanabe, the genius behind Cowboy Bebop. Samurai Champloo is a unique anime that utilizes a whole lot of fusion, starting, starting with the title of the anime. According to the blog, Blatooth um, Demandum, I can't really pronounce that, it's a blog on WordPress. But it says that according to that blog, the word Champloo is a play at the Okinawan word Champuru, which translates to mix in relation to cooking. And the fusion is also seen in the interaction of characters, Fu, a giddy teenager who works as a waitress at a restaurant, Jean, a samurai who has become a ronin after having no choice but to kill his master, and Mugen, a hot-headed criminal with a penchant of getting into fights or into trouble with the law. The three meet after Mugen and Jin agree to put their fight on hold and put aside their differences and set off to help Fu and her find her father who is believed to be the man or the samurai who smells of sunflowers. What also makes this anime really unique is the use of the hip-hop music being played while the anime takes place around Japan's Edo period, or the Tokugawa era. Like Cowboy Bebop, the episodes in Samurai Champloo touch a lot on the trials and tribulations of Fu, Jean, and Mugen. The episodes also touch on some history as they mention history and religion as they mention Christianity, the rise of American imperialism, and the East India Company. One of my favorite episodes actually in the series was Baseball Blues, which was uh, where the trio played baseball against a group of Americans. And there's a popular theory going around that amongst anime fans, that Mugen actually might be the descendant of Spike Spiegel. It seems to be, um, it seems to make sense since both Mugen and Spike look really similar. I mean, they both have Afroish hair, and they're also both voiced by the actor Steve Bloom. I mean, maybe you kind of wonder if that's a coincidence, or perhaps if it's Sanjiro Watanabe kind of playing around with the fans a little bit, or throwing a couple Easter eggs. I don't know. I mean, I like to believe that it is true, though. I like to believe that perhaps that there's a connection between the two characters, perhaps that they are somehow related. And the fusion of the characters, the music, and the historical undertones make this the anime to watch. Slashing its way, or its katana, at number 4 is Ronin Kenshin, created by Nobuhiro Watsuki. The anime takes place in Japan's Meiji era, which also saw the modernization and westernization of the Land of the Rising Sun. Kenshin Hamura, once called Badusai the Slasher, is a wandering swordsman who gave up killing others and decided to use his abilities to help those who could not help themselves. Kenshin also carries a unique weapon called the Reverse Edge Sword, which is a dual blade that injures his opponents instead of killing them. Kenshin comes across um, Kaori Kamiya, a kendo instructor in the Kamiya Kashin style, and rescues her from her father's former pupil who had a bloodlust and a vendetta against her family for being expelled from their dojo. Kenshin's philosophy, his non-lethal fighting practices, and his compassionate personality have him form friendships with the likes of former rival Sanosuke Sagara, a former revolutionary betrayed by the Meiji government, Yoshi Moyojin Yahuko, the son of a samurai and an orphan taken in by Kaori to learn the Kamiya Kashin style, Dr. Gensai, an ally and friendly doctor and friend to Kaori, and of course, Kaori Kamiya, Kashin's ally, love interest, and the main motivator to better himself. Um, Ronin Kenshin delves into some history of Japan along with religion, culture, and philosophy. The anime also touches on the Tokugawa er and Meiji era as well, intertwining all of that with action-packed sword fighting and romance. Now, the character of Kenshin Humura is one of my favorite anime characters due to his devotion to learning from his past mistakes and helping others. Another thing I admire about Kenshin is his compassion towards others, and even his enemies. 
And you know, I might even do a podcast episode one day on Kenshi Hamura. Coming in hot at number 3 is Fire Force, created by Atsuki Akubo. The anime takes place in a future where the world was engulfed but in a conflagration due to an event called the Great Cataclysm. Due to the event, some people became pyrokinetics, or people who can manipulate fire while those who died would become an infernals. Now the Fire Force is an elite group of firefighters tasked to combating these infernals and laying their souls to rest. Shino Kasukabe is a young man who is a pyrokinetic, who at a very young age witnessed tragedy when his mother became an infernal. His mother burned down their home, seemingly killing his brother along with herself and his brother show. However, the neighbors blame Shinra for the fire since he has a face that resembles a devil. So whenever he would be nervous, he would only smile which would expose his jagged teeth and which would freak a lot of people out. However, this tragic moment also inspires Shinra to become more heroic after he's rescued by a member of the Fire Force and he enlists in the Fire Force as soon as he gets older. Now Shinra has the ability to shoot flames from his feet which makes him able to fly, so the, the flames just propel him to fly up in the air and do a, all, all these other amazing abilities. And the ability is derived from spontaneous human combustion which grants the pyrokinetic or infernal their abilities. Along the way, Shinra befriends his high school rival Arthur Doyle, a young man who claims to be a descendant of King Arthur and often acts like a knight. Akiraturo Obi the captain of the fire force number eight who does not who's not necessarily a pyrokinetic um but he's an he has an amazing strength and willpower and endurance takahisa kikinawa a lieutenant in the fire force eight and a pyrokinetic with the ability to manipulate flames while using firearms maki oze a platoon leader of fire force eight and a pyrokinetic that resu- who resembles a witch and can emulate flames by using projectiles and also has pet flames that say sputter Iris, a priestess who prays for the Infernal to find peace after it is defeated by the Fire Force team. And then we have Tamaki Kotatsi, a fire soldier and a pyrokinetic who often gets into awkward situations involving her clothes falling off. Yeah. And then we have Victor Light, a scientist who once worked for the Hajime Industries, the corporation that funds all the eight Fire Force precincts and the center of the conspiracy theories going on in the series. And then we have Vulcan Joseph, an engineer and inventor who was recruited to Fire Force to help with the team's investigation with the ongoing conspiracy surrounding Hajima Industries. Fire Force chronicles um, Shinra's backstory as well as conspiracies surrounding the seven other Fire Force precincts and Hajima Industries, the White Clad, and the mysterious leader, the Evangelist. Anime fans or viewers who love a good conspiracy story along with great storytelling would love Fire Force. And at number 2, we have Inuyasha, created by Rumiko Takahashi. This anime takes place in Japan, Japan's Sengoku period, which, according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, was the Warring States period in which civil war was brewing during the 16th century. Inuyasha is a half-demon, half-yokai, or dog demon, who sets out to find the Shikan jewels so that he can become a full-fledged demon. However, he comes across a priestess by the name of Kikyo, who he falls in love with. But tragedy comes in the form of an evil demon by the name of Naraku, who manipulates Inuyasha and Kikyo into going against each other so that they can get his his hands on the Shikan jewel. Like Inuyasha, Naraku is also a half-demon who wants the jewel to become a full-fledged demon but for his own nefarious need, means. He does this by masquerading as um, the two lovers so that he can steal the jewel. 
Amid the confusion, Kikyo seals the um, Inuyasha to a tree before being cremated along with a jewel. And this is after um, this was after Nuraku masqueraded as Inuyasha and, and mortally wounded her, which led, eventually led to her death. So Inuyasha would be sealed in a tree for the next 50 years. So in the next 50 years in his time, he's awakened by a teenage girl by the name of Kagome Higura Higurashi, who happens to be Kikyo's reincarnation, and little does she know, she possesses the Shikan Jewel. Because if you remember, Kikyo was cremated along with the Shikan Jewel. She instructed her sister to cremate her with the Shikan Jewel while she was holding it. Her sister Kaede. What happens next is just that, um, well actually before all that, um, Kagome ends up in the past by, because she's from the future, and she ends up in the past by being transported centuries thanks to a well in her family's shrine. So after Kagome releases Inuyasha from Kikyo's spell, the half-demon comes to her aid to fight a demon attacking her. And during that battle, the Shikon Jewel comes out of Kagome and it shatters. Now the two have to race against Naraku, who's hell-bent on finding the jewel shards and restoring the jewel. And whoever restores, restores the jewel, basically, it can become either pure or impure. And obviously, Kagome starts off in this hero's journey. I mean, imagine being a girl of high school age, or you know, just being a teenager, and you find out that you're, you know, you go back in time, and you find out that you're a reincarnation of this priestess, and you're like, what? And you have to go restore their jewel, and you have to race against this evil demon dude. And as the late Sean Connery, Henry Jones said in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, there's no silver medal for a second place in this race. So, the duo comes across many characters, including Moroku, a wise yet lecherous and deviant monk whose family was cursed by Naraku with a devastating yet effective ability called the Wind Tunnel, which would suck foes into another dimension by the use of their- by the palm of their hand. However, once the Wind Tunnel gets exhausted, it would eventually kill the wielder of that ability. We also have Sanga, who's a demon slayer whose family was killed by Naraku, and Naraku did this in the most disgusting and grotesque way. He um, basically used her brother Kohaku as a puppet in order to perform this evil act. Then the other character we have is Shippo, a fox demon and orphan who loves Kagome and has the ability to shape shift and make projectiles out of, um, you know, just out of like any object that he finds or any object that he possesses. Really amazing ability. And then we have um, Shishomaru. Inuyasha's full brother and dog demon who is a rival and occasional ally to the titular character. And then we have Koga, a wolf demon who is Inuyasha's rival for Kagome's affections. Um, this was to my surprise when I watched the anime. We have the undead Kikyo who, uh, who's pretty much in the love triangle with Inuyasha and Kagome. And how, Ka and how Kikyo stays alive is she uses like these demons to actually collect souls and then these souls go into her and that's how she's able to stay alive. Inuyasha wields an amazing weapon called the Tensaiga which is a powerful weapon and a sword that often uses the ability called the Windscar. The sword will also have other abilities including the Adamant Barrage and the Red Tensaiga. And the story of Inuyasha would continue in the form of a spin-off series called Yashime, Feudal Fairy Tale, Princess Half Demon, which would center around Inuyasha and Kagome's daughter, having adventures with Shishomaru's daughters. And on another personal note, Inuyasha is another character I feel that I can relate to due to being different from everyone else since I'm a theatrical nerd and I have a bit of I have high functioning autism. 
and you know just being you know put down and made fun of for being different i mean inuyasha kind of went through the same thing as a kid himself you know for being a half demon but his mother always looked out for him and didn't see him any different than you know just see all, just saw her as a as her son this comes to show that despite his rough exterior Inuyasha has a compassion for people like himself who are different or who are half demons and often comes to her defense and I saw that in one episode where I forgot what it was called though but there was like this half demon who was like a giant dude and he like collected medicine and he was a, he was a pretty good at he was pretty good at making herbs and you know cures and all that and then the humans would just constantly pick on him and then Inuyasha was just that dude like leave him alone man so you can tell he has compassion for people like himself He's a very well-rounded character overall, which is why I plan on cosplaying him sometime this year, so hopefully you'll be able to see me cosplay as Inuyasha at either Phoenix Fan Fusion or at Sabaton Con or wherever convention I come to. The one I really want to talk about, which is why it's my number one, is Demon Slayer. And it was created by Koyu Haru Gotu. Um, Kepernas' name, but Demon Slayer centers around a young boy by the name of Tanjiro Kamado, who's a, whose humble life is turned in the snowy mountains is turned upside down. It changes when his family is murdered and his sister Nezuko is turned into a demon by an evil demon by the name of Muzan. Tanjiro decides to become a full-fledged Demon Slayer in order to avenge his family against Muzan and work towards transforming Nezuko back into a human. Through determination and sheer willpower, Tanjiro succeeds in ascending as a demon slayer and sets off into a journey along with Nezuko who does not harm humans, despite being a demon herself. Now the um, brother and sister the brother and sister team are joined by Zenitsu Akutsama, a demon slayer who is often hyperactive and terrified in addition to lacking the confidence, but has an inner power that makes him a formidable fighter. Then we have Inosuke Hashibara. A rambunctious and primal demon slayer who swings his swords first and asks questions later. Tantro's compassion towards his slain towards slain demons makes him a, another unique character since most demon slayers dis despise demons and want to rid them off the face of this earth. To me, Demon Slayer is about being determined to accomplish your goals despite what life thro throws at you. I feel that we can all relate to some of these characters. Personally, I share a little more with Zenitsu Agutsama due to the need to find my inner strength and determination to achieve my goals and to slay the demons that come at me. Demon Slayer is a reminder that we all have demons that we face and need to slay in order to grow and mature. Just like Tanjiro, Nezuko, Zenitsu, and Inusuke. So that does it for my list of top 10 anime i like to watch thank you so much for tuning in and to listening again if you are new to geek talk with Brianford 16 on the daily planet please subscribe to my youtube channel or the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to and if you want to follow me on social media you can follow me on twitter at brianford 16 and um, you can also follow um my podcast's twitter which is um earth 16 geek talk and you can also follow me on Instagram at Brian from Earth 16. Um, and there's also Geek Talk, Earth 16 Geek Talk as well on Instagram. So, and yeah, you can also follow the Daily Planet on Twitter too at Daily Planet DC and the same thing on Instagram as well. So, thank you so much for listening and for tuning in um, once more. And as I always say, stay ever so awesome. This is Brian from Earth 16 signing out.